No, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Present A-Dub, it's time to bear it down. Let's do this thing. What's good, Aaron B? Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we are joined by Malcolm Hart from the Pride Podcast as we preview the Bears matchup against the Detroit Lions. A-Dub, I don't even know what to think about Sunday, but let's just get into it. Yes, sir. Let's get into it, baby. What's a good word with you, man? How you doing, fam? I'm doing good, man. I'm hanging in there, bro. You know, the long day, but you know what? It's all good with A-Dub. All right, my man. Well, listen, audience, without further ado, you guys remember him from last season. Some of y'all was in the DMs clowning him. He's our guy. But Malcolm, you were better spirits than you was last week because people was on the pod last year. They said, what was up with the guy, the host from last year? He was just depressed on our show. But I think he had better spirits today. Malcolm, talk to him. Woo, what's going on, everybody? I'm back. I'm, I'm back. <laughs> spirits. Back great. in the building. Back. Um, my team is on three. My team is on three, but I'm not on three. That's all that matters. I'm good. See, he's like, look, my team won three, but I'm winning. <laughs> exactly. I'm winning right now. I'm, I'm happy, man. I'm happy right now. Listen, he winning. He down there in Florida. Got that good weather. He over that. He got that million dollar smile. I see you, son. Yes, 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 sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so to your point, man, you guys are on three, but I feel like a little bit. I feel like you got some better vibes about you. So you must feel optimistic about Dan Campbell. So talk to me, man. What you thinking about your team right now? And what were you thinking about the offseason that you guys had? All right, so this is the whole vibe with Detroit and Detroit Lions fans and um, how we felt about the team in general. In the offseason, we didn't expect too much. You know, we thought, you know, we are looking at this team, we're like, all right, this is rebuilding year. We're probably going to have a top three, two. We might have the first overall pick next year, you know. But I will say this, this team is playing a lot better than every, everybody expected. Um, they're fighting hard, and um, they look a lot better than what we've seen the last three games, what we've seen the last three years with Pencilhead. Um, you guys know Pencilhead. His name is um Matt Patricia, but I call him Pencilhead because that's all he did in Detroit was to wear his damn pencil. But um, we're doing a lot hey, better. Hey, hey, we miss him. We miss him. You guys miss him? We don't. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Not one bit. So with that in mind, right? So let's just be honest. When Dan Campbell got the job, we talked about it here on this show. I was like, man, this guy's meatball as meatball gets. But it seems like it works. It seems like he's got that locker room. They they get the guy. They understand him. He has some really great like one-liners. So obviously, he's got those guys flying around the ball. So you, you're happy. So hey, for us here, you guys coming on the schedule, ideally, was supposed to be the perfect time for us. I was thinking, hey, Dub, this is going to be great. We got the trend on the, on the schedule. We got a Dub coming. But then Sunday happened. So right now, I don't even know what to expect. Man, neither do I, though, brother. Those boys over there at Detroit, they came off a tough loss, and we just came off a, t- a atrocious loss. So it's going to be odd here, brother. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, even, I don't even have words, man. I don't even have words for what that was. I mean, listen, we talked about it, that 66-yard field goal that Tucker hit. Yeah, gut-wrenching, but I'm sorry. I would have much rather my team lose that way than what the hell we went through on Sunday because I'm still I, I, hoping. That's a tough conversation. Like, would you rather lose those, like, a – game-winning field goal when you know like you should have had it or would you rather just get blown out well let's I, don't, say this. I don't know we, well we've been through the field goal thing before so i'm still jaded 
<laughs> yes, sir. Friends, I agree. We went through that process. We have been there, done that. So no, I, I don't mess with no field goals like that no more. But so right now, 0-3, you feel good about the offseason, the early season vibes. What do you think? Because offensively, I thought you guys have been pretty decent. I've been surprised with golf because when you guys traded Stafford, I was like, thank God Stafford got out of there. I was like, man, this is like freedom. That was like Andy Dufresne and the Shawshank. That's what I thought about that trade. You want to hear my opinion about golf? Go for it. <laughs> All right. So golf, Jared Goff right now, he's been very, 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 I would say, underwhelming. As, as far as what I thought he was going to come in, when, when he brought him in, I thought he was going to be a lot better because, you know, you're thinking, all right, he got traded from the Rams to Detroit. Maybe he had a chip on his shoulder like, you know, I could still play. I could still be a franchise quarterback. You know, the Rams didn't believe in me. The Lions, they're taking a shot at me. Let me show I can still got it. You know, I, I still got it. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe Jared Goff is going to come in and play like 2018. When you turn on the tape, it just hasn't been good. <sighs> How can I say this? So he is a guy when I, that I noticed when I, watch, when I watch him is that he locks on to his primary receiver. What happens is that like when you watch a tape, like you'll see three or four or five guys open in, in a play. And he just misses the, misses the guy. Just not don't even look at him because he's just so locked in to his primary receiver, which is, is something that like I would expect from a rookie. Mm-hmm. But man, he's been in the league for a while. This is not this is not good. And that's something I hope that could get corrected. And between that and him when he's pressured, oh my God. <laughs> when he's pressured, he turns into a different quarterback. It is not good. It just gets bad when whenever he's pressured. So those are two things that, that I don't like about golf. I mean, has he been terrible? He hasn't been terrible. I think you could put him right in the average category that he's been okay, that he just hasn't been terrible. Well, Aether can tell you, when the trade went down, I thought, oof, Detroit got the worst end of that trade because I've been on record of saying Sean McVay made golf better than what he was, and he wasn't even good in L.A. Because look at what Stafford is doing in that system right now. I mean, it's been awesome, right? So to your point, I understand what you're saying about golf all the way. And from watching that guy, man, golf, Prez, like Malcolm was saying, you see the pressure on him. His turnover's coming that way, man. When you get that pressure, he's going to fumble the football or he's going to throw an interception. You're right, Malcolm. The way he reads the defense, he doesn't do a good job with that. And you telegraphing it. That's it. Yeah, it's just been bad. It's just been bad in that, that aspect. But, I mean, there, there's some positives with the, the, the team. There's a lot of positives. Just, just that Jared Goff, couple things, just hasn't been good. So let's get into the positives because obviously for us, we want to make sure that we understand what should we be concerned about? Because some people <laughs> tell us that we should be concerned yeah. about Swift. Some people yes. say Hawkinson, right? So yeah. let's hear your thoughts. Yes, yes, yes. I, I you know this is crazy because when the last time I, I ever was excited about a running game, I don't, it's been a while. It's been a very long time, very long <laughs> time. So I've been excited about Detroit Lions running game. The Lions actually have a, a, a running game that is like, you can, you can respect it. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually ranked in, they're ranked fifteenth right now, which I'm telling you in the past they've been ranked 29th, 30th, and and just r- running damn ball. It just hasn't been good. Now we're in the top half of the league for the first three games, and these guys are slowly getting better. And you can see a lot from that with our offensive line. The offensive line is creating these massive holes that like you could just the, the holes are so big you could drive an 18 wheeler through it. Like that's how big the holes have been. Right. So between Swift and our other running back Williams, Jamal Williams. They've been doing a really good job. 
the former so Packer, right? Yeah, former, former Packer. So yeah. they've been doing, yeah. those two have been doing a really good job. That's something that I'm very excited about. And I also saw that you guys had some trouble last week with some running backs. So I think the Detroit <laughs> Lions could definitely, you know, they could, you know, mix that in there. They can have some success. You know, so Malcolm, we have problems with those running backs because the defense was on the field the entire game there and there. And also those screen passes, they killed us. So when I was looking at you guys on film, I saw that they utilized Swift a lot like that. So that also yep. kind of concerned me. So I hope that our defensive coordinator took a look at that because we got gashed last week. Yeah. Yeah. With that, Swift was one of the top leaders well when it comes down. So he's been really making a big impact without the backfield and getting those catches. So he's been turning those into positive yards. Okay. So what about TJ Hawkinson? You know, I got him on fantasy. Uh, so this week I'm going to be kind of looking at him a little sideways. I'm like, all right, TJ, stay out of that zone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, last week, TJ had a rough game last week. He, he only had two targets, two catches, 10 yards. But the Baltimore Ravens did a really good job to try to force somebody else to beat him. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they wanted to take TJ Hawkinson out of the game and force Detroit Lions to go somewhere else. And that's what the, you know, we did. And then we went with Swift. Yep. But um, it depends how, you know, you guys want to play them. Are you, are you, are you guys going to do the same thing, double, triple them? Or, I mean, are you going to, you know, play zone and just see what happens? If you guys so, play zone, I mean, TJ could have a big game. It could be a big game for TJ. Um, it, all, it all depends. I think it just depends on – so when you look at your receivers, right? So, oh, I mean, no. you can tell me better than, than I know, but I haven't really oh, been no. impressed with what I've seen with those receivers. So <laughs> – <laughs> I feel pretty good about our secondary. And I listen, our <laughs> listeners are going to be like, wait, you're you're really happy about the, the secondary? Only because of this matchup. <laughs> yeah. How, how can I say this? Um, our receiving core is, they, they are who we thought they were. I mean, they. Oh, I see what you did there. Hey, I see what you did there. Uh-oh. He's bringing that heat. He bringing that heat tonight. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. I mean, coming in, we, we didn't have any expectations for our receiving core because this is like, if you got to grade them, I think we're all like, they're all C's and B's receivers. You yeah. know, we don't have a true, we don't have a, we don't have a number one receiver. We don't have a star. So it all depends on, you know, who can have a good night. I mean, I know against the pack, Quintez Cephas had a good night. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, we just waiting for that one guy to step up and we haven't seen, really seen that guy yet in the receiving court. Yeah. Cause shit, Galladay left and that was kind of it. Cause he was the one that, shh, that motherfucker, he was so legit, you know, but, uh, I mean, I'm not worried about no Cephas. I'm not worried about St. Brown. So for me, when I look at this matchup, I worry about how we're going to lock up with TJ Hawkinson. Because the reason why I say that, Malcolm, I'm really concerned about our linebackers and coverage. Uh, we got Danny Trevathan, who's coming back off of IR. He was a liability at times last year in coverage. And I just wonder who's going to get that assignment with Hawkinson. If it were me personally, I would get a safety on him to cover him because a linebacker's not going to be able to keep up with him. He's just that much of a freak athlete to me. When you watch him on tape, he's a beast, man. Yeah, he's a guy who, and I can honestly admit, when we made the draft pick, I wasn't thrilled. You know, when you're taking a, t- a tight end in, in, inside the top 10, you're like, uh, okay, <laughs> maybe. Wasn't thrilled, especially there was a guy who I did want, Josh Allen. So that's why when we got TJ, I wasn't, I wasn't thrilled. But I'm excited for TJ. I'm glad. We, right now, I'm glad we have TJ. I'm really glad we have him. Yeah, shit, hindsight on that one. That worked out pretty well for you guys. That's a really good target there. So, Ada, when you look at this matchup, what are some some key areas where you think that we can exploit this Detroit team? I think what we've got to do with this team, you know, we talk about exploiting for us, 
we're going to have to really make sure that on our on the offensive side of it, we're going to have to pass the ball effectively, especially with getting the ball to Montgomery. Because I've seen how the Packers played against those guys. They utilized Jones, the of Jones in the passing game, and he made dividends with those receiving yards. So we're going to have to do the same thing. No, that's that's totally fair. When I when I kind of look at this thing, I think an area that we really need to just get back to the basics is running the fucking football, man. I mean, yeah, we talk about it so much on this show. I feel like beating the dead horse there, but David Montgomery, he's got to tote the rock twenty five times in this game. We have to just open up this trade lines defense, whether it's Justin Fields quarterback, whether it's Dalton. I think it's going to be Fields on Sunday, but whoever the quarterback's going to be. That shouldn't be the story from this ball game. If they don't get a heavy dose of David Montgomery, then Matthew Nagy is just even more of a fucking idiot than we all think that know he is. <laughs> Shout out to Matt Nagy. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> too soon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too soon. Come on, man. <laughs> He's like, where's the love? <laughs> yeah, bro, where's the love? Man, where's the love for Matt Nagy, man? Four more years. I was like, campaigning for him. Like, for you guys to keep him for four more years. Yeah, of course you are. But you know what? Right. That, but you know what? That's that's respect because that was how we were with your boy Pencil. Yeah, yeah. Pencil, Pencil Pencil head. Head. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So it's, it's all good. Yeah, man. I was I'm A B and A, you know, we more than that. And I was like, that was two wins a season. You can guarantee those. Yeah, that guy was, a, <laughs> that guy was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he was a Belichick disciple, huh? Yeah, right. I, I don't even it's, it feels like it was worse, man. That guy was just bad. Bad in all levels. Like, players hated him. Everybody, it was just bad. That's too funny. Any injuries that we should be concerned about? Anything that our audience should be aware of on your side? I mean, the injury report was really, really light this, this, the past two days. The only one that didn't participate in practice was Trey Flowers. Yeah, And okay. he didn't play last week. This week, the Lions released Jamie Collins, who was our linebacker. He didn't play last week at all because they were trying to seek a trade. But I'll tell you, man, since – and that's – as far as when you're bringing up that, that Packers game with uh, Aaron Jones, it was a lot of because of um, Jamie Collins and him not being able to keep up as far as his assignment with um, with Aaron Jones. So that's why um, our coaching staff, they, they took a look at – and this is what I like about our coaching staff because they're not afraid to take the look at a veteran. And if they're not playing to their, their standards – they're going to say, look, man, you, we're going to have to find a trade for you. <laughs> you know, it's not going to work out here. We need, we're looking for speed. And we saw a lot of that last week. Last week, um, without Jamie Collins, without Trey Flowers, defense played a lot faster. And that's why we were able to get at um, R. Jackson and, you know, contain his running game and also contain their, their running game whole. And that's not an easy task. I mean, the Ravens, no way. They're, the number one, they're the number one rush, rushing offense in the league right now. So for us to even contain them in, in that aspect and the amount of pressures, I mean, they, you know, to put on, you know, Lamar Jackson, that's, that was really impressive that, you know, that, that defense def- definitely is playing at another level than I, I've seen in the past. No, and that's a fair point. And I think that's the thing that I have not been used to when I think of this Lions team, because like you said, that job they did on Lamar Jackson, that zone rushing attack for the Ravens is pretty, it's pretty legit. So I, I, I like what I saw there, but I still like our chance of this matchup. And to be honest with you, I think that's our best chance to beat the Lions because if we're expecting Justin Fields to go back and throw the ball 25 times in this game to beat you guys, I just don't see it happening. I just don't see Matt Nagy calling up the plays that's going to make this happen. So, so I don't know, man. So quick, real quick question. Um, you Is Justin Fields – because that's, that's a big question that's been going on all week. Um, yeah. I know – 
my dog Matt Nagy said that he doesn't know oh, who's going to start. <laughs> he doesn't know if it's going to be Justin Fields. He doesn't know if it's going to be uh, Andy Dalton. Hell, yeah. he doesn't know if it's going to be Nick Foles. Yeah, he so, don't he he don't know nothing. He also don't know who gonna call the plays on Sunday. <laughs> so wait, do you guys feel like it's gonna be Justin Fields? Yeah, I think it'll be Justin because he, uh, he yeah he practiced in full on Wednesday and okay. uh, and I think he did uh, practice well today. And then Andy Dalton was limited. And don't oh. even get me started about the third straight quarterback. So we're gonna break him. <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys like because I know. It was a big, you know, we need to start Justin Fields in Chicago. That everybody was wanting to start Justin Fields. After seeing last week, is that crowd still there? Or are you like, uh, maybe we should wait till we fix his offensive line and our play caller so he doesn't get killed? It, it, how how's how's that? Like that's a great question. With, Chicago, with the fans. So what we're seeing is mostly this everybody just is pissed off at Mad Nagy. So they're blaming everything that we saw on Sunday with Justin Fields struggles. They're putting that all on that game because you saw that scheme that he put out there. It was awful on the offensive line. I mean, I'm not even going to call that a scheme. Whatever he called that, it, it is what it is there. <laughs> so I think a lot of people realize that, listen, Justin Fields is going to make mistakes. He's a rookie quarterback. However, Matt Nagy just didn't put the kid in a good situation. So I think that's what the fan base is thinking. Now, as far as A-Dub and I, we've been saying this whole time that we thought Andy Dalton should have been that guy, at least initially, right? Because – He's seen everything that these defenses throw at people. He's a veteran. You saw in that Rams game how he got the ball out quick. So I liked what he was doing out there. I think him getting hurt, though, is really the situation that we're in right now because Matt Nagy is also saying that when Andy Dalton is healthy, he's the guy, which I'm kind of not scratching my head about because I'm like, well, you already have gone to the rookie. This fan base will burn down Hallis Hall if you go back to anybody <laughs> other than Justin Fields. <laughs> Let the kid finish it out. <laughs> yeah, you might as well want to have him burn it down. That's that's terrible. To that point, Malcolm, I think the fan base knows that Justin Fields is the future. Everyone's still high on him here, so you don't have any of that. Mostly what you have is people just not believing that the head coach is going to be able to bring out the best of the kid. Got you. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings has given new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings has given all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a dollar bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager. One per customer. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now back to the show. So, hey, Doug, I've talked about the David Montgomery aspect. We talked about Justin Fields a little bit here. What are one of your keys to victory? And then we're going to swing this over to Malcolm to give a couple of his. 
Yeah, the key, one of the keys to victories I saw with Detroit, man, you guys do a good job in red zone. I mean, for the most part this year, that's why you guys got your points at, really. Um, if we can slow that down and live with them to, you know, taking field goals, that'll be good for us. I want to keep them out of the end zone. <laughs> okay, I'm good with that. Hey, keep them what outside that, keep them outside that 35 yard line, huh? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> See what your uh, field goal kicker can do. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> I don't have faith. I, know, in, right? <laughs> I don't have faith in our kickers right now because they just swapping guys in and out is yeah. The one day the could point. be Cybert, one day could be another guy. Like it, it, it happens with our kicking situation right now. And you know what? That's the luxury that we have. One of the few luxuries we have with Cairo Santos. He's missed automatic. He hasn't missed a field goal in God knows how long. That's been such a luxury that we haven't had to talk about a kicker on this podcast. Like it's been great. I don't even know what that life is like. I can appreciate that part. Now, you talked to me about having a good head coach and a good play caller. Now, I don't know what that's like. But kicker? You have a, you have a good head coach. Y'all about, about to kick me out of here. I mean, let me stop. <laughs> I was getting ready. I was looking for the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, this man, I walked in here and stomped on my couch real quick. <laughs> Holding the ice box and everything, Prince. Yeah, he's like, fuck your couch. <laughs> Buy another one. Yeah, you rich mother. You ain't rich mother. <laughs> Never gave y'all money. <laughs> so, Malcolm, what you got for me, man? Keys to victory, man. What do you think the Lions going to be able to do to uh, neutralize the Bears? All right, so I'm going to give I'm going to give both keys. I'm going to give you some keys for you guys. I'm going to tell you some keys for the Lions. All right, I'm going to bring up something right now that's that's scary. It's scary as hell for all Lions fans. I'm going to tell you why. The chance of rain in Chicago at Soldier Field, twenty percent. Yep, I saw that. That is terrible. That's not a good news for any Lions fan. Let me tell you why. Last game we saw Jared Goff in rain. He damn near fumbled. He fumbled the ball twice and he threw an interception. But it looked like he didn't have any grip on the ball. He lost snaps. It looked a mess out there. So if it does rain, it's going to get scary <laughs> for, for um, Jared Goff, which is not good. I'm not looking forward to that if, if it does rain. Another thing for the Bears, I think, as far as where you guys should definitely attack is – that zone area you know, behind our linebackers in between the safeties. I mean, this this like that area has been automatically last three games. I think that is like the weak area of this team. I think our front seven is the strength of our defense. So if if the Bears do run the ball, I feel very confident in our front seven and um, doing a good job containing that because even though you look at and Aaron Jones, all his touchdowns came in the passing game. Um, in the running game, yep. we held him 67 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as doing, as far as the run game, they, they've been doing a good job this year, which is, I haven't been able to say that for as a, as a Lions fan in a very long time. Yeah. So, um, as far as the bears, you guys should definitely attack that area. Um, for us, um, we just need to run this ball. <laughs> we need to do, we need to mimic what the, the Browns did last week and we could do that. And hopefully you guys didn't make adjustments and my dog, Matt Nagy is still calling those magnificent plays. I think I like our chances. Listen, listen to this man over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, going on this. Well, the one point I do want to make to the, his uh, point about running the football, I think that Eddie Goldman is going to come back on Sunday. I, I think it's an outside chance. He's been limited in practice this week, but I think if he comes back in this ball game, I think that's going to shore up some of those issues that we had in that run game because we've missed him tremendously on defense uh, so far, A-Dub. Yes, we have, man, and that hurting us too. 
that's going to be a fantastic matchup. And that's the matchup I'm I'm going to see because, you know, Goldman versus um, Frank Ragnar, who's oh, right yeah. now the top center in the league. So mm-hmm. this is matchups like that. You know, I know Khalil Mack has a practice all week. Right. I mean, but if he does play, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to play. But if he does play, you know, him versus our rookie, Panay Sewell, who's been phenomenal this year, who's been looking mm-hmm. great um, as far as our left tackle. So stuff like they, those matchups up front, I can't wait to see. This is going to be a true test. This is going to be a true test for us, man. So I'm excited. You know, I was excited when we played um, the 49ers because I know, like, they have a really strong front front seven. Right. And I just can't wait. I can't wait to see how, how it plays out. No, I'm with you, man. I love those battles in the trenches. So to your point, Goldman going going up against Ragnow, we know Clue Max going to play. This guy's a gamer. He may not practice the whole entire week, but guess what? Sunday, you're going to see 5-2 out there. Don't even oh, worry. Out there? Okay. Yeah, don't don't even right. trip. Now, Tyshawn <laughs> Gibson. He hasn't practiced either. He missed the game last week, so that's our safety. So hamstring injury. So if he doesn't go, Deion Bush, our super sub, will be the backup there. However, one thing you haven't talked about, which I'm surprised that you haven't talked about, is Eddie Jackson, our other safety. Now, Chicago, that is a lightning rod name because he misses a lot of tackles. He's been out of position a lot this year. A former all-pro safety, a very highly paid safety. He has not gotten the job done. So I thought that was going to be one of your keys. So I was surprised they did. I was like, oh, I thought he's going to go after Eddie Jackson. I mean, this game, I hope they don't throw this ball. If, if it rains, if this 90% chance of rain happens, I want the ball, you know, out of golf's hand as quickly as possible. Sure. Because <laughs> I, I don't want <laughs> less chance of him, him making a mistake if the ball hands. So if it rains, if it's a nice sunny day, I mean, hopefully we could pass the ball around and, and, and play football. But if it's raining, no, get it. <laughs> Let's not get the ball to golf. <laughs> well, <laughs> the last time he was in Soldier Field, he was with the Rams, and I was oh, in no. that game, and oh, he no. wanted no parts of that cold smoke. That oh, man no. ran to that. He get ran and got that jacket every chance he could get, man. Oh, <laughs> no. So it, it was it bad? All was, the was it bad? In the world. Was it bad? So what it was, it was him and Mitch. It was just the interception ball. Like, they just <laughs> kept throwing picks back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's not good. No, but we in that game we neutralized Aaron Donald, so I was really proud about that. But yes, okay. but no, listen, bring that rain on Sunday. I don't care. I'll prepare for it. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> <laughs> bring it on. Yeah, Shit. I'll have so much of that liquid in me, I won't even know that it's raining anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I think one of my keys when I think about this matchup is our tight ends. Now, Malcolm. You look at the Bears on tape, you'll probably wonder, why don't they ever utilize the tight ends? Where are the tight ends? Where's Jimmy Graham? Where's Cole Komet? Well, we're wondering the same fucking thing. Oh, okay. Because all training camp, we were told Cole Komet is going to be his breakout year. I mean, I was even impressed. We went to a, a number of practices. He was getting targeted in practice. They were drawing up plays for him. However, that has not happened so far this season. So now I think one of the keys of this matchup, is utilizing those fucking tight ends. Because when I look at that line secondary, I think that is an area that we can exploit. Even more so than my David Montgomery point, which I always want us to run the fucking football. But if we can exploit that fucking zone that you talked about, got to get those tight ends. Got to get Cole Commit in that open area there outside. Like you said, just behind those linebackers. Get the ball going down the field a little bit. Like, man, this offense, the routes, everything's short. We got all these speed guys on the team. Darnell Mooney, Marcus Goodwin. We got A-Rob. I, people forget the A-Rob's on this team because he doesn't get targeted. So there's just a lot that needs to happen here, but we got to fucking start utilizing these tight ends. 
Yeah, I know how it feels. You know, I, I know how it feels when, you know, when we had Matthew Stafford and we had like a solid receiving core and I'm like, oh, you know, wh- why are we checking it down so much? Like what was mm-hmm. going on? And then, then it, it all makes sense. You know, there's a guy with a pencil in this in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. It all adds up. So that, you know. Yeah, our, ours is the guy that used to wear a visor and the, he holds up a Denny's menu. <laughs> He's ordering food. Yeah, he orders something. It ain't no good calls. Oh, man. But you know what? So they asked him, Malcolm, this week. They said, okay. And I brought this up earlier in the conversation. They said, so what's going to happen with the play calls? Are you calling the players or are you giving them off? And he's like, look, everything's on the table. That was what he said earlier in the week. Then they asked him again. He's like, oh, we're going to keep this internal. It's going to be a little gamesmanship. And I'm sitting here like, do you think anything that you're going to say to the media, Detroit's going to look at it and say, oh, man, I'm really worried about anything that Matt Nagy's got to say. They ain't worried about him. They, well, saw, top, the ta- they saw the tape last week. He's, he's, a top, he's a top coach. I mean, I don't know. Bruh, I swear to God, you got one more. He over there capping like a mug. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry, this man, guys. This man, this man said top coach. <laughs> sorry, guys. Top coach at Juco. I, I, heard, um, I heard that he still brings up, like, his success from Kansas City. Yeah, and I don't know why he does that. He acts like he was calling those plays. We know Andy Reid was calling those plays. It's, it's funny. I think all I think that's like a trait all bad coaches do. Mm-hmm. Um, Patricia used to do the same thing. Start like talking about the old days. He used to say like he used to bring himself like, yeah, we we played rough today. Our defense played rough, but um, I did call one of the greatest um, calls in the Super Bowl history, and he always talks about that Malcolm Butler pick. <laughs> he used to bring that up almost almost every presser. Like we should be like, come on, man! Like, you gotta let that go, man. Yeah. Just, just fix this team. Yeah, fix the team. <laughs> we don't, we don't need to hear any more about Pete Carroll and his bad play calls. Like, just shut up. Yeah, just, <laughs> just fix the team. Yeah, that's all we care about. That's all we care about. But see, that's the thing with these head coaches, man. That ego gets in it in the win, and they gotta like remind you of their their resume. You're like, look, okay, I get it. At one point, you were doing something, but what you doing today? Exactly, nothing. Yeah. Well. I'm not gonna say because <laughs> you know I, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was about to praise uh man uh Matt Nagy. Uh, uh, I was like, won't. all right, let me not. Nah, do it. man, nah, man, that's it. <laughs> like that's it. Final straw. You broke it. You're out of here. That's right. That's like family food. That's that third strike. <laughs> oh, no, no. Don't hit that buzzer on me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so Malcolm, before you get out of here, man, what's your final score prediction for this upcoming game, brother? All right, this is interesting because. I actually have two predictions. Is that fair? Can I can I do that? And the, the reason why I have two is because just in case of a, a different quarterback plays. Oh, so he's <laughs> okay. got a Fields versus Dalton's. I like that. I'm yeah. For it. All right. Um, don't kill me for this. All right. Um, <laughs> and this is because I mean, this remember everybody. I'm a Lions fan, so uh, so I'm gonna say this. <laughs> um, I'm actually hoping Justin Fields plays. Okay. And and the reason why I'm saying that is because I know that he's still a rookie. I know he's going to have his struggles, and um, I think he's still learning the game. I mean, you could, he clearly saw last week mm-hmm. um, between the offensive line, I, I don't think they're helping much either. So if Justin Fields do play, I do have the score 21-10 Lions. Okay. All right. If Andy Dalton plays, I have the score 21-17 Lions. Okay. 
So he, he thinks it's going to be a little closer with Dalton there. I think uh, the reason why is because, I mean, from what I've seen from Dalton, is that he's, even though the, the line's bad, he's able to not really get rattled under pressure too much and yeah. a, able to make some throws. Mm-hmm. Um, that's from what I saw in his first game. I really didn't get a good evaluation of um, Justin Fields last game because it was just, it was just terrible. Yeah, it was bad in all phases. And mm-hmm. putting the blame on Justin Fields, Justin Fields, I think is still going to be a really good quarterback for you guys. Right. But the fireman protection, oh. the not utilizing his strength. Yeah. It just, just wasn't, wasn't good. And then he, he, you noticed during the game that, you know, he got rattled that, mm-hmm. like, you know, his confidence, because you saw some of the passes you were throwing, they were, they were way off target. Like yep. some of the passes you were like, Oh shit, who's he throwing the ball to? Right. Um, but that's just, that, that comes with the game is because he's young and mm-hmm. after getting hit like so many times, brother took nine sacks. Yeah. Yeah. That's not something that you want any rookie to come, coming through no and get nine sacks. Way. Yeah, no so, I mean, I hope for, for, the, for the best for him. You know, I do want him to eventually, you know, turn it around and be good. But I just think if he starts, to, you know, this week, he's still going to have his he's still gonna have his struggles. So that's why I do have it 21-10 if he plays. Okay. No, that's totally fair. Now, one thing I do want to say, because I agree with everything you said about Justin in that game, because we didn't absolve him from any sort of blame. Now, we know that game plan was awful. So you're – Point, Terrible. no chipping on fucking Miles Garrett, which yeah. I don't understand why that didn't happen, right? So it's like, where were the screen passes? Whatever. I'm not going to retrace that anymore. But his point is spot on. Justin Fields was just put in a horrible position. One of the things that really pissed me off about that was when Justin Fields' obviously confidence was shaken, the head coach never went over there one time to talk to the kid, never went over there one time to check in with him. So there's, there's, there's your top head coach. Like, yeah, that's, what are that's, we doing? that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. So, I don't know. But, Adele, what you got for me? Final score prediction on Sunday. I think the Bears are going to win this game 23-16, uh, to 16, no matter who the quarterback is. Ooh, let's um, go. Ooh, talk that ooh. talk. Talk that talk. And, Bring in Nick Foles. Let's go, man. Thanks, <laughs> hey, kid. Hey, wow. hey, remember, remember the last time? Hey, look, check this out, Malcolm. Don't act like you remember the last time when we brought Nick Foles in. He actually uh, won that game against you guys. He, he sure did. But do you remember who was our, who was our coach? Pencilhead was, I mean, you guys were undefeated against Pencilhead. Yes, we were. You guys were undefeated. Yes, we were. I think the only game we won is when we fired Pencilhead. And um, (laughs) we had our interim head coach. And we actually won that game. And Stafford played really well. Oh, you guys were fired up in that game. It just shows what happens. It just shows what happens when you get rid of Pencilhead. That guy is, (laughs) I mean, I think there's only like a couple head coaches that would worse than Pencilhead. I think Adam Gates is up there. Oof. Oof. And then Pencilhead is like, I think he has to be number two. Yeah, Adam Gates is brutal. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, he was he, that's a coach. <laughs> <laughs> that's a coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You, you're that dude, man. Love you, man. All right. My final score prediction for Sunday, I'm with A-Dub. Doesn't matter which quarterback. I'm just riding this. Matt Nagy has had a great success against the Lions, whether it was Pistolhead. I'm thinking Dan Campbell, we're going to come for him too. So 20 to 14, I think, is what we're going to get in this ballgame. I'm just hoping that this Bears defense can do just enough to keep the offense just in the game, right? That's so, what I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried yeah. about is the defense, man. Yep. And that's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, I think the defense is probably going to score a touchdown in this game, if I'm being honest. If it's 90% rain, I, I, I would go to DraftKings and bet on it because. Ooh. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. If it's, if, it's, if it's raining, go to your 
closest sporting betting app and first turnover, Detroit, Jared Goff. It's going to happen. Listen, our audience, now we had our Winter Circle podcast yesterday and I gave you guys some good picks. My boy Malcolm just gave you all another one. So make sure you hit up DraftKings and take him up on that one. I like yep. that too. Yeah, if it's, if it's raining, yep, you, you do it. <laughs> don't, don't think twice. <laughs> don't, don't think twice, man. It's not going to be good. Nope, at all. Well, dude, Malcolm, man, as always, brother, man, this has been good. Like, I'm for many reasons, I was happy that this game came up on the schedule this early in the season. For one, we needed it because we need to get this W on Sunday. Hey. Secondly, <laughs> I'm, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Hey, but it's better for me. To, it's better for me to do this to you in, in face than when you're not here. But then check the second part out. Good catching back up with you, bro. It's been a yes, minute, so man, definitely appreciate you, man. On the way out, remind the audience about your show. And where they can catch what you guys are doing. Okay, so um, I am one of the hosts of the Pride Podcast. It's a Detroit Lions podcast, as you can tell. Um, it's me with my two other um hosts, one named Tyler, one named Pierre. We just, you know, we just chill out. We have like a barbershop talk. We talk about you know all the games and that's coming up, transactions, injuries, you know, the normal pod stuff. You know, if you ever want to check us out, you know, we're on all our all the platforms, um, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you can listen to us, we're, we're, we're most likely there. So, yeah, check us out. Pride Podcast, um, at Detroit Lions Podcast. Man, my man, brother. Well, listen. Yes, sir. We're we going to be talking to you on Sunday. Oh, man. We need this W. We need this W so bad. You, you need this w? w? You need this W? We're 0-3. We need this W. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. you. But I feel, like some, I feel like sometimes y'all just been used to this, though. <laughs> no, man. No, we need we need we need at least go one and three. At least go yeah. one and three. Okay, well we'll see. <laughs> Keep that okay. same culture for last year. <laughs> Don't say that. Hey, <laughs> Don't say that. Adam just coming in with a shot at the end. I love yeah. it. <laughs> And I'm just praising your coach. I'm see, give him see. a shout out. <laughs> All right, audience. So, so Malcolm Howard has to he has to leave the building. But hey, we appreciate him so much for coming through. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, man, we'll be definitely be in touch with you on Sunday, my man. All right, man. Y'all, y'all, be, y'all be easy, man. Take it easy. All right, man. Thanks for pulling up. Yes, sir. All right. Hey, Dub. That was fun, man. That was real fun. I always enjoy when you come on the chopper. show. Yes, sir. Mad level, man. Especially with with the real ones. I mean, you know, we can get on here with with people, and we can talk X's and O's, and we can get on with some other people, and and get all to the nitty gritty of the matchups. But this one's just was just like three guys sitting around in the barbershop talking sports, man. That's that's what I liked about this conversation today. Now I'm with you there, friends. You know, Matt knows his team too, man, very well. Because it's always good chopping up with them, brother. Yeah, but you know what? He's gonna have to stop fucking with me with that Matt Nagy shit. I swear to God. <laughs> I was gonna mute him like I was gonna mute him like three different times, man. I'm like, all right, man, you better stop playing. <laughs> right, right. You over there capping, man, capping hard. Okay, I see him. <laughs> it was fun, man. But listen, we have a lot on Sunday to look forward to. We have to see who's gonna be a quarterback, which I'm hoping that is Justin. We need to see if that Bears defense is gonna be able to show us the side that we've seen from them in these last couple of games because they've been very impressive to me. I like the work that Sean Desai has done. Offensively, we get to see what adjustments they're going to make. Because Sam Mustafa came out here and he said, look, watching the tape this week was awful. He was like, it's like going to the dentist. No one wants to go to the dentist, right? Because you find out all the good, the bad, the ugly. 
So I want to see what exactly does that mean? What do we see on Sunday? Who's calling the fucking plays, a Dub? Because that's going to be important enough. We could probably get an idea based on how the game is going, right? Who called oh, yeah. the plays? So oh, yeah. <laughs> quit figuring that out pretty soon. If the offense is moving the ball and doing well, I'm like, yep, Bill Lazor. Right. <laughs> exactly. That uh, that non-aggressive stuff, you're like, oh, that's Nagy right there. I bet he put his hands on something. And we start seeing random trick plays for the fuck of it, Nagy. Yep. So, yes, sir. We'll definitely see. But audience, for any of our sports betters or fantasy sports players, don't forget to head over to DraftKings Sportsbook and use our promo code TPPN for 150 bucks of free bets. Hey, Dub, man, dude, I'm cautiously optimistic for Sunday, but nevertheless, man, we want the smoke. Bring on the Detroit Lions. Let's get this dub, bro. Yes, sir. This is opportunity right here, man. And we got to take full advantage of it, brother. All right, man. Well, listen, audience, we'll talk to you guys on Sunday, and we are out. Thanks for listening to the Barry Sanchez Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of our podcast. Bears Nation, come down with us. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.